Hey guys, welcome back. Just a reminder, Starseed Adventures Conference in Sedona, Arizona. Tickets are still available for that December 11th through the 16th. It's not too late. If you still want to go make a last minute trip out to Sedona, it makes a great Christmas gift. Uh, go have some fun. There's some great speakers out there. Those tickets are still available in the link below, starseedadventures.com. And we have officially announced our conference next May in Grafton, Illinois. This year, it's not Secret Space themed solely. There will be uh, Tony Rodriguez will be back and obviously we'll be getting into some of that content, but it's more all encompassing pertaining to the entire disclosure and awakening movement. So we're really excited about that. Tickets are on sale now and that information is below at journeytotruthcon.com. Grab a ticket, come hang out with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. One last announcement, Hopewell Farm CBD has a Thanksgiving promo going on through the end of November, 15% off all of their products with promo code JTT Thanks. That link is below. They have some really great stuff. Take advantage of that while you can. 15% uh, off is a great deal uh, for their products. So today we are joined by Arkeem Ra, uh, somebody he's been on Penny Bradley's show a few times. I've been following him on Facebook and it wasn't his interviews that caught my attention, but it was an actual Facebook post that he made pertaining to the SSP, the reality of time travel and cloning. And uh, it was just well worded. It was very well said. And I resonated with it so deeply. I shared it. We started talking and here we are doing an interview. And I'd like to actually start off by covering some of the covering that post, because what you talked about in that post is extremely important because, you know, for some people this stuff is just storytelling. Like they don't know how to apply it to their reality. And it's much easier to turn your head to this information than it is to face it, you know, to face it as reality. And it's something that we just can't ignore anymore. And I think it's really important to start taking it seriously because there's a lot of disinfo and garbage out there meant to make a mockery of this stuff. So welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. And yeah, you couldn't have said it any better there. I mean, you were you were talking about like, time travel and cloning like we have to accept the fact that this stuff is real and i just wanted to get your opinion maybe you can elaborate on what you talked about in that post well i guess like the main thing that so for me i mean the planet of earth is under mind control and that's just one of the basic facts that people have to accept obviously which is really hard to come to, to grips with and part of the uh main the main thing that that mind control system is dependent on is you being a slave to these basically artificial systems that um, are constructed to keep people down. And it's like, you know, we all know that we have free energy, that we've got spaceships. Uh, we could be going back and forth to uh, cities on Earth and even other planets through portal tech. I mean, so many of these uh, of the stuff that we're doing is just it's really, for lack of a better term, bass backwards. But like you can't because of the fact that all of these technologies aren't being disclosed, you know, we it, they're being used against us. That's the reason why people are always like, well, why aren't we being told about this? Well, it's very obvious It's because you can't be taken advantage of, you know, if you understand the technology. But if you if you don't understand the technology, then, you know, if you don't understand the fact that they can scoop up your children, kidnap them. OK. Take their consciousness, a fracture, you know, fracture it, put it into a clone body, and have that clone body serve. And if you can't understand the fact that, even if you're going to hypothetically say it's true, if you're hypothetically on the same page as me, right? Think about how, what the implica implications of that. 
like for the military industrial complex and just in general, like for slave labor. And that's what's not being talked about enough is the fact that this is an unlimited source of slave labor for the draconian empire. And a lot of, most of these groups are, you know, at the very least operating under their thumb, if not literally working for them. So it's just, um, it's, it's really important. And that's what the disclosure movement is about is having this technology come forward and roll out in a way where it can benefit humanity instead of being used to enslave us. And I don't know what that looks like, but it needs to happen. Right. A hundred percent. Amen. And if you think about, okay, well, how are they taking this many people? Well, 1% of a million people is 10,000 people. Now take 1% of the world's population. That sounds very like a small number, but that's a massive number. If you're only if you're only using one percent of the population for these programs, and probably even more than that's being used, I would imagine. I would say more than it's being used because this is the way I look at it. Um, Earth and other planets like Earth are kind of like like a save file of DNA and consciousness that these groups that can come and access any time, like willy willy nilly, whenever they want, and never be held accountable for it. So for me. If this technology really exists and they're really doing this, I mean, why wouldn't they be taking the average Joe for slave labor on on an asteroid? Why why not? Like, um, so right. for me, it's just like I think more people are involved in this than 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 they realize, you know. That's one of the things that's really weird about awakening and living in this town that I live in that I understand is like an MK Ultra kind of hub where I see very normal people that live very normal lives. And I remember them from Mars and stuff. And it's just like, I think it, I think that if I were to come up to them and try to tell them that they would tell them, tell me that I'm fucking crazy. You know what I mean? But like, I know they were there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, it's true. I mean, absolutely. And another thing people don't talk about is a lot of the people that are used for these programs are actually coming from our prison system, the prison industrial complex I think a lot of these prisoners, you know, they don't get to come on these shows and tell their stories of what's being done to them because they're in prison. So I think that's an entire subject that doesn't get enough um, light shed on it. And I know uh, a friend of mine, Scott Savoy, he's uh, has this idea for a documentary to kind of shine a light on that. And I think it'll be huge if we if he pulls it off. Yeah, I think that we as uh, free people on the outside, whatever you want to call it, I think people get thrown in prison for really arbitrary reasons and it's definitely something that's wrong no matter what way you look at it um for a lot of these people that are, are stuck in there you know what i mean over drugs and just stupid stuff that certain situations it's understandable but other situations it's not at all and obviously um they're trying to funnel people in the prison system for even literal slave labor i mean they're using these people for actual labor here on earth right in the, out in the open and not hiding it at all but also, yes, you know, in the programs, like, and uh, it's it's something that needs to be talked about from people that are able to do it now while we can, because they really are trying to shut this down. They're trying to shut it all down. You see the people getting their YouTube pages taken down, the strikes that people are getting. I mean, you just say one simple word about one simple thing and your video is gone. So it's just like, you know, you got to be really careful these days. But at the same time, we got to talk now. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it is like the, the, the thing is, is the, I, there's an effort to silence this subject. And it's very apparent, even within you, the quote community, 
this disinfo agents, controlled opposition, the divide and conquered, cancel culture tactics. It's all there. And there's a lot of yes. garbage to sift through to get to the real information. But there's so much garbage garbage in place intentionally to make somebody who doesn't know any better just like uh, throw their arms up in confusion and go back into the matrix. Like this is crazy. Oh, I understand that 100%. Because when I first came upon this information, I came upon, you know, Corey Good. And I came up, it was one of those things where it was in the, in the thralls of the QAnon movement, from what I recall. And it was just, there was so much stuff in it that didn't resonate with me that I knew was bullshit, you know, intuitively. And it made me kind of look away from it. But then I had an incident where I had like missing time. And um, I had this really weird dream where the faces were blurred out. And there was a military guy and I was a little kid. And I started looking into it again and I found Tony. And that's when it like started clicking for me. Because like for me, I have been researching the subject forever. And I, I was really into a lot of the old heads like Carla Turner, Dr. David Jacobs. And for a long time, it was sort of this idea for me that it was just like scientists kidnapping people in the same way that you'd like like a like a scientist would take an owl and track an owl or something like that the owl's confused doesn't know what's going on but it's just it's a scientific study and that's as simple as that and that's kind of what i thought happened to me until i started investigating it more and dr carla turner who you know rest in peace i think she was killed because of what she was talking about was one of the first people to actually bring up that she was being kidnapped by aliens and she was being kidnapped by the military and she didn't make all the connections that we've made now because this was in the early 90s but she was talking about how like there's this X, X files episode where the guy's wearing like the their the, 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 the Mulder's all like drugged up and they're wearing alien suits and trying to trick them into thinking that they're aliens well yeah. she said that that actually happened to her and she talked about that before the episode aired and she kind of was one of the first people who was saying hey I'm not copying them. They know about this and they're putting it in the disclosure. In, yeah. It's disclosure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was, that, that opened up everything for me. It opened my mind because for the longest time I was unwilling to admit that we might have this technology and that the military might be involved and, and the whole idea of super soldiers and stuff like that. I mean, okay. It happened to me. All right. I, I, I have, experience things that are completely surreal to say the least and yeah it's as someone who it actually happened to i can understand why it's hard to wrap your mind around i mean the programming is really deep anything that is technology like portals or stuff like that your brain automatically goes star trek you know i mm -hmm. you know what i mean it right, automatically yeah. goes star wars like automatically goes like not real right and I think right. that's part of the reason why they put it all out there out in the open is because they they like, you know, you look at uh, Total Recall when it came out in the 80s, you got Arnold Schwarzenegger on Mars. Right. And I'm sure I can I can I can almost guarantee at that time you had all these guys like having memories of being on Mars and yeah, freaking right. out over it. And then people could just be like, oh, well, you're just watching Total Recall, dude. You need to calm down. Like, yeah. that's the yeah. kind of thing they do to, to make it all just seem not real, like not not serious but at the same time watching some of this stuff and you're getting like unbelievably emotional like it's unreasonable the amount of emotion you're feeling like you might want to question that because that was one of the things that i 
I started realizing when I'm watching certain stuff where it's like, oh man, that's why I get so emotional when I watch this because I've witnessed this event that was like this or saw this technology that was like it and this happened using that technology. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's really mm-hmm. mind blowing when you finally get the memories back and realize how out in the open they're putting it all in, in the media. Yeah. Well, I always say right. you're not learning about it, you're remembering it. Yeah. So, and that's why it resonates so deeply because it's within you, literally. And, you know, how many people have to come forward before, in, like whistleblowers have to come forward before people take it serious? Like right. like um, time travel, how many people have come forward talking about time travel programs, black budget programs, the same thing with the secret space program and cloning, especially cloning. I mean, you have celebrities and rappers even talking about cloning, trying to tell people there's a website. Clone, cl- there's clone aid. Clone aid where you can, they had to move out of the United States because it's illegal to clone in the United States. I remember States. when that was all over the news when I was a kid. Right. It was like but they it, talked about every single day what these guys were doing. It was all over the news, clone it, aid. Yeah, and like it's you still, remember that people. <laughs> it's <laughs> you know? still around. It's still around. It's still, it's still a real thing, and you can. There's go actually to the a rapper out there, Kid Boo, who claims Kid, yeah. that he's a clone that they made. And I mean, why why couldn't that be true? Like well, you the, know, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised at all if it was. Like he has very specific details. He even discloses or exposes the facility and how they do it. And at one point, he did a video with him and his <laughs> clone on camera together, and it was like a lot of people just blew it off as oh it's his just a twin brother or trick of the camera whatever yeah. or he's literally that's the unfortunate us. thing with the day and age we're living in is everybody can always just say that's not real and when people ask you know where's right. the evidence where's the evidence well first of all they got agents on top of this shit man um i know people that have gotten video of craft right in front of them and they try to send the video and it doesn't send it just won't send and then the next day it's gone from their phone like oh, yeah. that's the kind of stuff we're dealing with. You can find videos online of UFOs and stuff. You go and look at the link some days later, it's gone half the time. Right. I mean, it's, right. they got people on top of this shit. They want to keep their slave farm intact. They're just, they're hanging on to by every last thread that they can. You know, there's there's a lot of resources that they have here. It's like right. who the, this the what they what they have here is an unlimited source of labor. And it it's unfortunate that people aren't making that connection because they get all they're in caveman mode and get all distracted by the technology that's involved with it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they have all their um, psychological methods of debunking things. So uh, we had on John D'Souza, I think it was last year and he was describing what, what they, and he was in the FBI. He was describing what they do a lot of the time is when there's a, when there's a mass sighting or a really big, sighting or that gets like a ton of people get it on camera or footage of it um they'll intentionally release a fake cgi one right at that time and then they'll debunk their own fake that they released and then the media picks up on that and goes oh look it was debunked as a fake and then everyone everyone just sees the media say that and then they're like oh it was debunked but then you meanwhile you have all this real footage out there yeah and it was a real thing I think that they also have the ability to go in and and uh, you know make it so that people don't even remember that they saw it in certain instances. Oh yeah, and sometimes that they yes. do that. Oh yeah, um, and that, and sometimes uh, they'll put up. I don't know if it would be holograms or I don't know if it's done with thought, but like, mm-hmm. let's say there's like a crashed UFO somewhere, 
and there's a highway near it, people would be able to see it. Well, they'd be looking over and they just see a crashed airplane. Yeah, you like they, I mean? it's like a uh, a hologram. It, it tricks you into seeing what you want, what they want you to see. I mean, one thing that's been established, uh, like since you know ages ago, by people who are re- seriously researching the stu- subject, is highly advanced ET are able to make human beings see things that aren't even there. Yep. And yep. like you know, like that's why like there's like been cases of you know little kids who um they 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 wake up on the side of the road on a family trip and this individual remembered it as a, a cabin and then went in there and their dad was on like a table and stuff like that and there were there were beings in there and they basically said oh we're doing a surge you know you're we're helping your father or whatever and it was like one of those things that she never talked about it and then later on she talked to her brother about it when he was on his deathbed and he remembered it being a fire truck on the side of the road so it's mm-hmm. like they, they go into your mind they 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 know how to manipulate you into seeing what will make you not even understand that there's there that they're there, and that's why right. when people talk about shape shifting reptilians, that's what's going on. Is they're able to, it's, they're beyond what we're able to. To us, it seems like magic, literally, but it's just mm-hmm. it's just technology. Like, right. and people don't understand that. And part of the problem that we have right now, where people aren't able to wrap their minds around these technologies that are in the secret space programs is we we have this thing where we're moving away from the organic Atlantean technology where we interface with it with their minds and mm-hmm. it was free energy and everything like that. And we're moving towards this AI-based technology. And my theory, and a lot of it has to do with what I've seen and experienced as part of Project Phoenix, at, or which most people know as the Montauk Project, is that it, there's an AI that was behind that. An AI was behind Project Phoenix and was the one that was in charge of the whole project. And we were changing the timeline to build a new timeline. And to me, it seems like we're the whole intention behind it was to move towards this AI hive mind takeover thing, which I think we are averting right now. But yeah. I, you know, fingers crossed. But like that's what I think it's all about. And I think that when you look at the average person. And you see these things that they're trying, like the metaverse and all these things. I mean, it seems like they're kind of failing. And it kind of seems like people look at it as a kind of a big joke. Like, I don't think people do want to lie in a a bed with a thing on their face, living an artificial life. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe when it gets really elaborate, they will. That is kind of scary, but. Right. Well, it, I'm sorry if I'm. If I'm no, it's fine. It just depends. It all depends on the individual. I know somebody who's super excited about getting chipped and all the AI stuff. And that, I mean, there's, oh. there's the programming is real and some people have succumbed to it and they, okay. they, they get excited about this stuff. It's very sad, but it also explains why we, why things are the way they are, because there's, there's a technique and there's tactics in place that trick people and manipulate people into thinking this stuff is going to benefit them. And it is the only way and it is the future. Want- well, yeah, for like, go ahead. Well, sorry, well, Ray Kurzweil, he's an mm-hmm. individual that he worships AI already. Yeah. He already has that religion in place for himself because he wants to bring back his dad and he's got this crazy obsession. And I think it's funny. He wants to make the universe sentient. The universe is already sentient. It's already right? sentient. You're, miss- you're missing the point, man. And that's that's what they want. And that's how deep the programming is. It's like, that guy doesn't even understand. He's totally going to get to see his father again at some point. It might be a little bit different. His energy might be different. He might be in a different body or it might be in a different realm or something like that. But he's going to get to see his father again. 
And mm-hmm. it's unfortunate that these people, uh, you know, think that they have to worship some sort of AI and become gods or whatever and inflict this artificial will upon something that was already created and already worked fine, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Don't fix it if right. it's not broken, but obviously they put a broken system in place. It's not the, well, it was designed that way. It was designed designed broken. Like it's not a broken system. It's It's actually working exactly how it was designed. Yeah. But they put that in place to create the illusion that it needs to be fixed. So then they can implement all the stuff. Problem reaction solution. Yeah. Um, But I want to get into, uh, well, I want to get into your story. We haven't even gotten there yet, but the, also the importance of the difference between SSP memories, and then getting information from psychics, uh, because this is a really important issue. And I see people coming forward as like a whistleblower or an experiencer, and they're only sharing stuff that came through a session, but they don't actually have any memories. And I think that's very dangerous because uh, I know, yeah, some good information does come from sessions sometimes, but at the same time, uh, it's not really tangible. Like, I don't think anyone should be talking about it unless it's an actual memory. And I'd like to get your thoughts on that. I think that when you were talking to a channeler and they give you some mind blowing information that would be extremely important if it were true, you should talk to other people, try to who actually have memories of that before you verify it. Cause I mean, there's been stuff where, uh, James Rink has reached out to me and told me stuff about Montauk that he found out through a channeler. And it was like, whoa, I remember that. I mean, it was, and it was some heavy duty, disgusting stuff. And it was right on the money. And, uh, but, you know, other times I think that sometimes I think that without that verification from someone who was actually there, um, it's, it's, it, I think that you have to just be care- really careful with that information and just maybe bring it up hypothetically. That's, that's just my thing. Right, and, yeah. uh, you know, I also think with, you know, people who are public and who are talking, one of the most important things to watch out for is the people who try to act like their, their word is God or something like that, which I'm not trying to, I've just seen people do that where they try to say, you know, only listen to me. Yeah. Uh, there's just, there's, there's disinformation out there and it's like, wait, 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 wait hold on. What about the fact that you can find so-and-so over here, so-and-so over here, they don't even know each other, and then they're saying the same exact stuff. Don't you think that lines up a little bit more than somebody who's just like only listened to me? Right. And that's what people can do here is they can find people, and and it's very easy once you start finding the right people and that their information lines up. And that's one of the things that – that's why I think the people that say that we're just – that we're just making it up or whatever. I mean, if you experience what it's like to go through memories of uh, some of the stuff that I've went through with, you know, another, like when, when super soldiers go through their memories together, it's like veterans going through memories of war. It's really intense. And, uh, you know, other people can go ahead and say that it's us making up stories or imagining things, but I know it's, it's real because right. it's, you can feel it. There's emotion right uh, behind it and for me all of my memories it, 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 they call it the swiss cheese effect because it's like you can't see the whole picture but there are holes and you can see little pieces of the puzzle like you remember events but sometimes they don't have the context that you need right. to be able to explain what was really going on yes. but it's like uh, eventually you just have to take those pieces of the puzzle and try to see as much as you can and uh 
I'm kind of sorry. I kind of got distracted by what I was trying to the point I was trying to make there. But um, no, it, yeah, it's, it's okay. No, you you were making a great point, and I agree with you 100. percent But I think the I think what's dangerous about like just come just coming forward and sharing information that you got from a session, it's not dangerous because I don't I want to I don't want to stop anybody from sharing their story. But at the same time, like if a skeptic or if you're trying to reach the masses and then they're hearing all this information, they're like, oh, wow, you remember that? And I'm like, no, it actually came from a session. Then they're like, oh, it, do it doesn't hold as much weight. You know, it does. It yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's like it, it's just don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. People just have to be careful. We all have to use discernment. Right. That's, discernment. You know, that's one of those things. And do your due diligence before sharing information that may or may not be true, like you said, because like you said, a lot of channel, a lot of channeling, I think is inaccurate because it's, it's just a, it's a, there's, there's a lot more people channeling that aren't, uh, healed, healed. Yeah. That, that they're very, I'll just say they're very susceptible to, uh, deception, deception and, and negative entities and, and yeah, anything um, coming I've through and you don't know what inform what the source of that information is. There are good channelers and there are people and but even then it's not 100%. So it's like, take that as a data point. But but like you said, try to get verification, try to try yeah. to get other things that corroborate it before you just start sharing it and people just believe it because you shared it, especially if you're a big name person that you're sharing or you yourself are channeling. And then unfortunately they create this narrative around like, Oh, my information is correct. And it's like, well, is it, have, have we tried to verify this, you know? Yeah. So yeah, you're important. making a, you guys are really making like uh, driving the point home really well. Cause it's like, it's important information that we, we shouldn't uh, just instantly discredit. It's more like, we just have to be a lot more careful with it. I think when you put mm -hmm. it out there, maybe say, Hey, this, this is, hypothetical as of now trying to confirm it you know right, right. Um, it's really not too hard to just take some extra steps to try to make sure that it we all seem a bit more credible and that we're right. on the money because you know there are infiltrators in this community there are people who are either because we're mk ultra victims okay so there are yeah. people in this community that are mind controlled that's yeah. something that people really don't understand. Yeah. And uh, I think we really need to meet people. You guys have talked about this on your show uh, multiple times where you, you have to meet people where you can, right? Yeah. Like they can only handle a certain amount of information. So you got to meet them halfway. Um, and I think a really good place to start is just the fact that MK Ultra never got shut down. They stopped yeah. giving them money. That doesn't mean anything. We all know that uh, the CIA sold crack to fund the Contras. So it's like, what makes you think that these people have some sort of moral compass where, oh, Congress isn't going to give us money anymore. We're going to we're going to shut down this program. You know, it's like nobody right. went in there with guns and with no accountability them. to do so. We're just going to do it on our own. Right. Why would they yeah. do that? Yeah. yeah. All the black ops, all the black ops programs have funding, have private funding. And, you know, the movie Independence Day portrayed that when they said what well, a toilet seat cost you think a toilet seat costs ten thousand dollars or hammer costs, whatever it is yeah. yeah and that's very true that's how the money is funneled into these private organizations and it's more than just that man yeah. they're doing oh, yeah. dirty dirty stuff behind the scenes to get resources i mean we're talking trafficking you know some of these yes like like mm -hmm. so they're pimping out children yeah. Like a lot of the sex trafficking that is going on is kids that are getting thrown into clone bodies, 
getting brought to elite parties, getting raped and murdered. I mean, horrendous shit. And people yeah. do not want to wrap their minds around that. Dude, we got to save these kids. We got to stop this from happening. Like, you right. know, the average people out there really need to comprehend that this is slavery and it's like dark criminal syndicates, ancient criminal syndicates that yeah. are controlling our planet right now. And what's going on, the, the disclosure movement, it, we're trying to save people. It's not about like, I want to be able to get on a spaceship and be go to another planet. It's about I don't want I want people to be safe on Earth and be able to live prosperous lives. And for this dark order that's been behind the scenes controlling things to fall like and that's a tall order. But I mean, we're here talking and that's the first step. Right. Exactly. Right. And that's why I said earlier, it's so much easier to turn your head and switch on autopilot than it is to face this as reality, because it forces you to to change your viewpoint on life and it forces you to change the way you live your life. It's a scary and, thing to believe. And it's, and a lot it's, of people just don't, they're too afraid to, right. They just, it's, it's a lot easier to just believe, Oh, that's just all well, debunked. Conspiracy. Because I get kidnapped very... at night. I get kidnapped. Right. Like yeah. I literally get kidnapped right. and forced to do military stuff. I mean, it's happened to me as recently as a few months ago, a bunch of different times for a time travel thing where they colonize the planet like so is accepting that easy absolutely not i mean i have been having anxiety attacks before i go to bed since i was a child not understanding why now it's very easy to understand why and right. it's like yeah of course i didn't want to have, have that paradigm shift and accept that i'm a part of these programs and that i'm being taken regularly and there's pretty much nothing i can do about it i don't mm -hmm. want to say that there is nothing i can do about it that's why i'm public i think like that's what we need to figure out is what can we do about it and also i can go on plenty of different interviews and publicly say i didn't agree to any of this even if i did sign some paperwork when i was eight years old that, that you can't make an eight-year-old sign a contract like that's that's, yeah. that's not gonna hold up in court and yeah. that's what these people depend on is this never going to court but guess what? Dreams can come true, people. I was verified by CIA archivist Doris Neely. She worked for them. Okay, that's a fact. Like, why would she? Why would she be saying this stuff? Why would she be making this up? She right. had our files and her house burned down. Like, people don't understand how real this right. is. Sometimes, like, yeah. it's uh -huh. unbelievable. Like, when that stuff happened, I was three, four months into this, and I'm like, wait a minute. So this lady works for the CIA. She has my files. I heard about this, right? And then three days later, her house burns down. I'm like, holy. What a coincidence. Yes. I mean, I've had so many things happen to me where it's like, damn, this is real. Holy cow. Right. Like, you know? Right. Well, let's start. Let's go. Let's jump into your story a little bit. Uh, I mean, this started when you were very young. You talked about um, some childhood memories and some testing you were put through in, in uh some even specific questions you remember on the test, you know, all that's very interesting. So I'll let you start where you want and kind of walk us through what happened. So essentially um, what I've come to realize now as an adult is there's a program in the public school systems, which is called the talented and gifted program, which from what I understand is a real program um, where they take, you know, where it's, it's not like just this program that I'm going to mention the MK ultra one. It's like, 
if they take kids who are apparently high IQ and give them special classes and try to figure out what their talents are and try to set them on a path where they can succeed with their strengths, you know? And it, it um, what I remember is uh, being in the TAG program in second grade and then going into third grade and basically just bringing up to the, the other kids that were there and the teacher, like, why am I not in TAG this year? And the other kids told me I never was in TAG. And they started making fun of me. They're like, you're, you're never in TAG. You're, you don't have a high IQ. You know what I mean? You're not special like we are, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I remember being a part of it. I'm like to the teacher, wasn't I in it last year? And she's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm just like, I remember that being weird. And then that brought me to the fact that, of course, this is a memory where, I mean, I, I remember it was like one of the things that I posted to social media when I got it because I wanted to see what people thought of it. And it happened to anything, anyone else. Like, is the situation where I got called down to the office when I was in second grade. And they said it had to do with, you know, the TAG program and uh, figuring out, uh, you know, if I'm special, basically, or whatever, and the, they can put me in this in the tag program or help me succeed and all this stuff like this. And there was this really creepy guy that was there where it's like the memory of him is like blurred out, kind of like, but like, it, I think he was this guy in, in the brown suit, which I'll bring up later. But um, basically, the questions they gave me this questionnaire, and in it, it it was one of those things where you could easily write it off as like, oh, they're trying to figure out if you're mentally ill or what you're mental illnesses maybe could be or whatever but some of the questions were really creepily specific like there was stuff like have you ever been on spaceships do you get taken by aliens do you talk to angels or demons or entities do you see ghosts do you talk to spirits stuff like that but then it gets really weird they asked like the year is 2033 or whatever somewhere far off in the future i don't remember the exact year and uh, a terrorist is going to bomb New York City, and you have the ability, you've been trained in the ability to be able to read people's minds and stop crimes from happening before they occur. Like, would you be willing to help the thought police stop crimes, like, before they even happen? Which is something that they do on other planets out in the open, by the way. They do that shit on Mars. They don't do it here out in the open, but they, they do that on Mars literally out in the open. Yeah, minority and, um, report, minority report this disclosure of that the movie. Oh, I actually haven't, I haven't watched that and I people keep on telling me I need to. I really got to get should. on that. You should. Yeah. Um but so yeah, they it's you, uh, they ask you if you want to participate, if you'd be willing to participate in the thought police or whatever and save the Yeah, country. they literally asked me that. It was in, in 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 the questionnaire it was like yes or no questions and then for me as an adult, it was like the memory kind of stopped there. And it wasn't until I I started looking into my memories and figuring it out when it all started clicking, right? And I was like, wait a minute. And um, memories come back in weird ways. I can't explain it, man. But one day I was just in the shower. And this was after I did energy work recently. I did energy work with Joseph Powell like two or three days before this. And it helped unblock some of the stuff that they were doing to me to make me higher self be able to like show me things or something, I think is what it was. Cause it wasn't even his intention to like make it so I would get more memories back, but that's kind of, it was a residual effect of the work that he did to me. And I was in the shower and I was getting this memory of like this guy 
torturing me and calling me a fucking monster. And he was wearing like a brown suit. He's like, I know what you are, you fucking monster. And I'm like on this table. And he would like put cigarettes out on me and stuff. And this is something that I haven't talked about yet, but there's somebody who was also in these programs with me that went to the same school as me who recently got memories back, remembered that they're at Montauk, everything else, and they ended up having to go to the mental institution. And one of the things that they told me were they're, they're, they couldn't stay in their body. They're accidentally leaving their body. And she had to put a cigarette out on herself to stay in her body. Like, he would do that to us when we tried to leave our body when we, he tortured us. I did not have the heart to tell her that. Like, it's people don't understand how horrendous some of this stuff is. Like, getting the memories back and how real it is. The fact that I remember her being in a cage in the dark underneath the city that I live in. And when she came forward to me and told me she remembered stuff, I'm like, yeah, I know. Because I'm not going to bring it up to someone if they don't remember it. They If someone, they can't handle it. I mean, she had to go to a mental institution. She almost, I don't, I hope she's doing well now. I told her I don't want to talk to her because I want her to, to figure out her stuff and I don't want to trigger her. But anyway, I remember being on this table and this guy, there was like a, I, I had electrodes hooked, hooked up to me all over my body and stuff like that. And there was a TV in the next room and it, it would change colors and beep. And I couldn't see the TV, but they basically told me, and I was on also on IV of drugs as well. I think that's important. And I was strapped down to this table and they're like, you need to say the colors on the TV when the color beeps. I'm like, I, I can't see it. How am I supposed to do that? I'm like, we know what you are. We know what you were capable of. You can do it. So do it. And I'm just like, I can't do it. Like, and they would, uh, they'd like do it. And the, and they would shock me every time that I, I wouldn't do it. Or I would say the color wrong. They would shock me with these electrodes until I could clearly see the color every time. And I guess at every time and it all lined up. And every single time I was like, you know, it was like beep, blue, beep, purple, beep, orange, beep, yellow. And I said it right every single time. I also remember there being like rooms and it was just like stranger things where like there'd be kids working on weird puzzles, playing really weird video games, doing telekinetic puzzles, putting stuff together in the air with their mind, like stuff like that. Like, and that's like the subdivision of the tag program, the MK ultra part. And what people need to understand is, the indigo children, okay? People always wonder, like, what happened? Weren't these indigo children supposed to come and save the earth? Yeah, they, they came, and the military kidnapped them, okay? That's what happened, all right? And they shut us off in our here and now lives and program us to just be normal people and to forget the message. The dark ones that are, be are behind all of this. It's a negative, like, timeline or something like that. Like, I don't want to claim things that I don't know are true, but there's definitely, I mean, we all know this, there's a negative group that is influencing things. And it's very obvious that they know when these lights are being born, they're taking them and they're not shutting them off. They're turning into them into flames, into weapons, weaponizing them. And that's what I want people to understand is like, don't lose hope. The Indokil children are still here. We're all waking up. We're all remembering, and you have altars that are out there in space right now that you can telepathically connect with. Some of them don't have the full picture, so they think that what they're doing are good. Some of them have never experienced love in their lives, so they are evil beyond measure. But you have the power to connect with them and integrate with them, and we have the power to transcend time and stop this. We haven't gotten to that point yet. We're not talking about it enough, but that's where we need to be. Wow. Yes. Amen. Mic drop. <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah. I agree hundred percent. And I do think the, the concept of being able to communicate with your alters, I think that's, that happens even subconsciously sometimes, and we can call it bleed through. And sometimes it might not be memories of something that happened in the past, but it could be memories or real time uh, events that are happening to an alter or a clone right here and now. And sometimes we get bleed through that and you're like, whoa, what just happened? And, so, and that's, happened to me, that's happened to me and yeah. I've actually felt the physical effects of it. But go ahead. The other day I woke up and one of my authors was like, hey, one of your clones is four and a half hours away. Davenport, Iowa gave me the exact address. He's like, you can go there right now if you want. I was like, dude, I am not fucking doing that. <laughs> <laughs> dude, he gave me the exact address. I looked it up. Sure enough, it existed. And you know how it is. Some certain street names don't exist in certain towns and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it was weird, man. Yeah, I know, where that, I know where that town is, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's four and a half hours away from me. And my author was trying to tell me, like, go, go meet yourself. It's about man. four hours from here. Right. Yeah, actually, <laughs> St. Louis, yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about you growing up in a military town, Appleton, Wisconsin, uh, and potential dumbs there and some of the activities that happen in that town. Okay, so to clarify, uh, none of the people here would call this a military town, but what it is is there's heavy involvement here, and there's this. Uh, um, I remember from being a kid, like there's this area called the Flats, which is where all the dams and stuff like that are, and there's this area that's owned by the Navy, and it still is, and there used to be a, a military gate there, and I would see military trucks going in and out of it, and to me, it's very obvious that there's some sort of like elevator in this garage that's there. And um, it it's uh, one of those things where I actually went through memories of that with somebody else. And they I said the house was like blue or whatever. And they're like, no, it's white, man. And I went there and sure enough, it was white. Like this person that's in the programs that doesn't even live in the town I live in remembered it because he, he remembered being there and stuff. And uh, but yeah, there's been weird stuff like people uh, like it's like I said, not not so out in the open like a military town. But I've had friends tell me that there's walking down by the river, and there's like this gate that would be by like almost like this door underneath the bridge, and one of the gate was open, and there are two like military guys standing there with guns. It's just like there's been all sorts of stuff like that. Um, the water treatment facility uh, in the late '90s and early 2000s would have flying saucers and orbs and stuff like that around it all the time um and uh yeah so it's it's not like like i said an out in the open mk ultra uh uh town uh they try to keep it secret that gate that used to be there they got rid of it you don't see the military trucks anymore um i think that's a huge red flag they probably realized that i mean it used to be not everybody had a phone in their pocket a camera in their pocket so they were able to get away with a lot of things a little more easily but now I think they keep it under wraps better. And, uh, you know, I grew up next to a water treatment facility, which, you know, it's got the gate and everything like that. Just like the Navy place happened with, with the house that's there that is owned by the Navy. Um, uh, what? Um, sorry, I'm having a brain fart here. What was I just saying? The water treatment uh, facility? You grew up next to that? Yes, the water treatment facility. Okay, so Al Bielik. He was, you know, one of the original Montauk guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He he talks about how they started building artificial, like these dumps, how they'd start them is they'd build them above ground and then put hills over them and then start building from inside of the that 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 part. 
you know what I mean? So people couldn't see what was going on or whatever. Yeah. And um, there is basically exactly what you described next to the apartment that I grew up in. And, uh, it, you know, it takes like a military clearance or, well, I don't know if it's a military clearance, but you, you have to get a security clearance to go in there. There's barbed wire fence. And, you know, I grew up literally, I, you walk out the door of the apartment that I grew up in and it's, it's right there. I don't think that's a coincidence. And then some of, there's this other stuff that I haven't talked about publicly where like, yeah, they found me in the tag program. I don't know how it works, but I mean, with Montauk and the time travel stuff, they set up my whole life, man. Like my dad grew up on Vine Street, okay, which is perpendicular to, uh, I you know I I guess I'll use a, a different name. I don't want to put my 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 name is out there, my mom's name out there, uh, but basically, Mayor, Mary and uh, Art Street, right? Mary Art, right? Right? Perpendicular. Well, that's my mom's name, Mary Art, right? Yeah. Like it's literally my dad grew up next to, and her her name Mary, Mary. It's like a mind control thing. Like, like yeah. you, you instinctually, like, it's it's weird, man. Like they set up our 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 lives. Like they they put they were able to use time travel and manipulate things. I mean, dude, this necklace is from my grandma. Like, it's a phoenix coming out of a portal. We found this in her stuff, you know, after she passed away. I mean, Project Phoenix is all about. It's called Project Phoenix portals. Like, I mean, you catch my drift, guys. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. it's it's our, our whole lives are are it, it's a life already... of, it's yeah it's preordained it's a life of subliminal messaging to steer you down as in a certain path down a certain path that they want you to go down and the, like the movie the adjustment bureau talks about this uh also but yeah go ahead yeah no i mean it's just it's just one of those things where you know it's triggering to realize that they it's kind of like for me you know, my dad growing up on, it's like they're rubbing it in my face. Yeah. You know what I mean? That they, I, mm -hmm. we fucking own you, you know, <laughs> like there's nothing you can do about it. And I don't want to accept that. Right. I'd like to talk about the twinning program. You've mentioned that before and you have some very interesting stuff to say about it. We've heard other people, Johan and Jody, Rebecca Rose, some other people talk about the twinning program and and how that works, but you have some interesting theories and information. So if you'd like to share that. Well, I, I would uh, say I've, I've got experience with, with it more than it's not really to me personally. I mean, other people might call it theories, but I experienced the twinning program at, um, okay. at Camp Hero uh, and we all did. And the idea that it was the Montauk boys program, you know, Al Bielek, Preston Nichols, all these guys. They didn't want they didn't want people to know that there's a super soldier breeding program there, and also the the idea that you know they, these guys publicly said that boys were getting raped. I think that it was like a PR move because men are supposed to protect themselves. I don't know, and women, it would have been more of a red flag that little girls were involved in this too. But like um, the twinning program was essentially what they would do. Um, and a lot of this happened in Antarctica, by the way. A lot of this didn't happen at Montauk, but um, that's a whole other thing. It's, it's all connected anyway. Um, but uh, basically, they what they do is they put you in a situation where maybe you're being tortured or whatever, and then they let the person show compassion. They let they allow the person to show compassion for you, to save you, whatever. And this ends up creating like a soul bond between. You, because you're in this place where you don't experience love, 
and something like that is just so unbelievably intense for you that it 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 programs you and uh what they do is they use your twin as like a, a carrot to dangle in front of you because you know they're not paying you money your reward is not being tortured you know and after a while i mean that only is so much motivation so um they would give you they would allow you to be with your twin when you succeeded in your missions and you, if you're doing really well you would go on missions together and they actually liked that because they understood that with two people when they love each other it creates this third more powerful energy and for them these sick mad scientists disgusting i don't want to call them even human beings they just saw that it was like gasoline in a gas tank fuel to a fire like they're just like oh we can get more power out of these people and that's what the twinning program was about and the thing that is unfortunate about it is the scientists that that were at montauk um and that were involved in antarctica like i said they're both connected um they didn't really understand the twinning program and, and they didn't even use it very effectively i mean they they were they separated us from a lot of our twins and, and it really messed some of us up i mean we we're walking around like zombies and we were worse off as soldiers because of it i mean a lot of the stuff that they did to us at montauk was because the people who who ran the program press nichols al Bielik, uh larry james they were sick sick pedophiles there were child orgies there and stuff. It was, I don't even want to go into some of the things that I experienced there at the hands of these fucking monsters. But it's like that was what the, the twinning programming was to them. It was just, like I said, fuel in a gasoline tank. Nothing more to them. And they, they really, really, it's really sick the way they use people's love for each other against them as a tool and nothing more. Right. And I've heard like Rebecca Rose said, you would be forced and sometimes to mistreat or even kill your twin yes. programs. Yes. And 100%. Or, or betray them. And it the creates worst memories I could have, I have of yeah, all so, the memories I have. So it's also, it's also the extreme love, but also extreme heartbreak. And that's where they control you. And oh, like, yeah. And you mentioned in the interview with uh, Penny Bradley that. You know, a twin, you know, people run into their twins as an adult in the real world now. And some people get together in a relationship. Sometimes it doesn't work. But you made a great point. You know, love. How did you say it? I forgot. I, I even wrote that love isn't manufactured in a lab, you know. No. So so they're remembering the trauma bond. But is that their true counterpart? It's very hard to understand because here's one thing that i can tell you this this is a good segue for me is what happened with i ended up being married at montauk um which i know might sound really extreme to people and weird but we actually did end up being separated it's not like we got to stay together but we did marry each other and we had that vow with one another and um what happened with her is she was being i'm just gonna i'm sorry it's so dark you guys i'm just going right into it she was being gang raped and she was like uh, like a nine, 10 year old kid being gang raped. And I stepped in and fucking stopped it from happening because it was disgusting to me. And this little girl ended up like becoming soul bonded to me because of it. Like I didn't do it on purpose. Right. And I was a young teenager at the time. And for the longest time, she was just this little girl that f followed me around and I, and I never went there. But like, eventually when she became a full woman and you know they they keep us all at the same age and stuff we fell in love you know what i mean and that was one of those i felt bad about it like felt almost guilty about it because i knew the reason that she fell in love with me 
was just because I stepped in and saved her and I knew how the twinning worked. And it was like, like, I didn't mean for that to happen. And it it's really sucks because I think our love was genuine, but I always had this guilt inside me like, oh, I just, I don't deserve this person. I shouldn't be with them. Uh, you know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah, it's, um, it, it, there's so much heartbreak that happened there, man. It's, it's, it's unreal. The amount of heartbreak that we went through, you know, like you, I, you, they, like, I remember with my twin one day, they're just like, Oh yeah, she got sent to another program. She's gone. <laughs> like You're never going to see her again. Like, and that broke me, man. Like, and it's more complicated than that too. Cause like with the thing that, 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 uh, that like they said, where they make you hurt, hurt them, you know, they did that before they sent her away. It made me, and like, dude, it just, it was, it was, it's just psychological terror what these people did to us. That's, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's like literally, and like, I really I, want to ground it in reality. I really want people to accept that it's real. I'm because convinced. It's like, oh, sorry. I'm just saying, like, these people, if even if they may look human, like on a soul, like they're not, they're not human. This is the, the, Everything I've seen about this negative agenda and all the things that go along with it, it's 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 not humans that are behind this. And that's why it's so inhumane. And that's why so many people have it's it's almost like hard to fathom the evil and the the depravity of what's going on because it's just entities that are not human, that despise humans, that have zero love, zero empathy they have nothing but um that's like all they know almost right. it's, this is and all to they me, know it sounds like you're describing an ai to me right that's what it sounds like you're describing and i think AI, ai is at the top of the pyramid i asked i that's what it looks like because yeah. from from i actually recently uncovered this information by talking to an individual named john whitberg and he actually explained how that that supercomputer that was at montauk didn't actually like like it existed outside of time space and stuff mm-hmm. and it only took the physical form just to just to be able to interact with us so it's like way like ai when it comes to its full fruition and it is fully advanced i don't think we can even really wrap our mind around the capabilities that it has mm-hmm. i mean this right. thing seems to have come from an alternate dimension so mm-hmm. and it's after ours i mean that's how I don't know. It's just, it's definitely concerning. Yeah. Well, it's interesting the different dimensions and stuff, because I always wonder like some of the altars and the programs, uh, if they're happening in a different dimension or a parallel timeline because they're time travel programs. So it would make you think it would make you wonder, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? I remember interacting with other timelines at, um, Camp Hero, as part of Project Phoenix, we interacted with other timelines. We made deals with them, traded, tack with them and stuff even. Um, we even went as far as going into timelines, making deals with them, giving them technology, and then co- and then like collapsing their timeline after taking the resources that we needed from them. Like I'm talking, people don't understand how crazy it gets. Like, and uh yeah, I remember when we got rid of, like, for instance, we got rid of Press and, and some of those guys. I remember I still saw them all the time because we interacted with inter- alternate dimensions and stuff. It's like they didn't even get kicked out for me. Like, because I, it's a long story. 
I don't, I don't want to get sidetracked too much, but it's like, yeah, there's definitely alternate dimensions involved. Some of these people are coming forward with recall where it's like, I remember Solar Warden and I remember being this way. And somebody else will be like, oh, I remember being this way. It's like, well, sometimes it's alternate dimensions and it's really confusing stuff because, I mean, we're constantly shifting. And like people talk about the time travel thing. Um, people, a lot of people might think that the future is already t- determined. I can tell you that it's not. It's mm-hmm. always shifting, always. And it's, it, it's dependent on you and your experience and the frequency that you are on. Right. Right. I, and I agree. And exactly. I, I say that a lot. It's the highest. If you do look into the future with some sort of technology, you're only looking at the highest probable timeline, the highest mm-hmm. probability. Uh, the, but it's constantly changing every second. And every decision we make, every choice we make, it, it affects that. Yes. Like, for instance, seeing the future. Well, that's going to change your per, your perception of how you're going to do things. And that's going to change what happens. This happens all the time to people. This happens all the time to uh, psychics who see some sort of future event and then it doesn't happen. It's like, yeah, well, it's because you you talked about it. It's like, you know, that's a huge part of magic is when you cast a spell or put an intention out there, you don't talk about it. You keep it private and personal. And that's how you manifest stuff. And that's, you know, how these groups operate. They know that. But they also put it right out in the open and kind of rub it in our faces. And it's, really really fucking sad how the average person just looks right past it you know oblivious yeah Mm -hmm. well that's why i started off this episode the way i did to kind of bring this back to reality because it gets so fantastical sometimes telling these stories and if we don't preface it with like the real world details um i think it can get lost in the wind and obviously there's people trying to shut down this narrative that's why um, I think it's it's really important to bring it back to reality. And even like this the topic of super soldiers in particular, like that's one that gets laughed at a lot, but you can go online and actually look up articles <laughs> claiming that the Navy and the Marines or Space Marines and super soldier projects and stuff. And that this they started surfacing in the early 2000s. But you go back to William Tompkins, who's talking about this stuff in 1943, and, you know, and the cloning programs that the Germans were involved in creating super soldiers. And then there's this guy just found a Philip Liptak. I think he's talking about a super soldier program. He's a former Marine. He's talking about a super soldier program in uh, New Mexico underground and these super soldiers being created and brought, brought to Europe. And he said they even sometimes get used publicly. Uh, like, like he said, Ferguson, Missouri, when all those riots were happening under Obama's regime or whatever. Which is about, 30 minutes from here. Yeah. St. Louis. About 30 minutes from us. He said they one of those super soldiers was tested there. And he even showed a photograph of this gigantically tall guy, super wide. And there was an experiment to place him amongst the people in the military to see how it would work. Uh, this guy is fascinating information. We're going to try and get him on the show. But that the super soldier topic is a reality. And I think it's important because people try to debunk it by saying, oh, this guy doesn't even look like a super soldier. It was like, you're not a super soldier in this body. Like your altar is a super soldier or a clone. Yeah. And by the way, the guy who says that fully understands that. He totally gets that. I know exactly what you're talking about. And these people, some of these people totally understand that concept. They're being facetious. Like it's very obvious that this is, the technology that's being used and everything has evolved that like 
I have a normal life, okay? Time travel and stuff. I mean, these people are are bringing the narrative back to like like a point where it's like, well, wait, how did we get to Mars? How would they fit that much gasoline on the rocket? It's like, <laughs> wait a minute, guys. Like, are you really going back that far? I mean, like I said, yeah. man, it's caveman shit. Like, I I, yeah. I can't entertain it for very long. Yeah, that's the fake shit that they they and that's part of the psychological. Um, yeah, they make we're us think, all oh, this is all we have, and and we're shooting oh, one day we'll get space still. Like, why yeah. would we be doing that? It's a nice big show that they're playing. It's a show putting it's, on for us. Like, it's a big scam. exactly. All the real you shit's know, hidden and being been being used for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. like I, I don't know how anyone thinks that. Like I get it. There's fanciful stories, people writing books, whatever, making careers out of this even. But like this isn't fun for me. I don't make any money off this. No. I get messages from people that remember being in like dog cages piled on piled on top of each other that tell me like they remember me having like a shirt hidden in like some bricks and I gave it to them. And like like I'm like at work and I'm just like, gotta go in the bathroom and cry. Like why would anybody ask to be a part of this? Like the, the narrative that this is all sexy stories can go fuck itself. That's not true. <laughs> That's not accurate at all. No. If you had to live my life and be in my shoes, you would understand that. Trust me. Like yeah. finding out that one of your best friends that you grew up with, that you love dearly, saw your videos and now they're in the mental institution. Yeah, that's real fucking sexy, people. Right. Yeah. It makes me so fucking angry. It really does. I'm sorry. I'm getting emotional. Sorry, man. I mean, it's that's it's a reality, and that's exactly why we're bringing this to light so we can heal and move heal and move on from it. Uh, and that's the only way we're going. That's do what it. it's about. And I really want to move towards like, you know, you have to go into your memories, and some of them are traumatic and it's pain. But this is about taking back our power. The reason why they took you and fractured you into a bunch of different pieces and programmed you is because of how powerful you are. And when you re-assimilate those fractured pieces of your soul and become your full self again, when we're all able to do that, we will become unstoppable. And they will not be able to stop us from fighting back against them. And that's what this is all about. That's why we're all miraculously remembering each other, reaching out to each other. If you notice how this is all rolling out. It's always the people of the deepest connections that are finding each other. That's not a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's, there's hope. Like, I know that what I say is very dismal. It's, it's, you know, but I don't want people to, to let's be realistic. Okay. The world isn't all sunshine and rainbows. It's, you can't just be, you know, namaste and just like peace and love. It's, like it's, it's going to go away. It's a reality. Yeah, it's you know? reality what's you have to raise your vibration and bring more love into your being. All of that whole aspect of this is 100% important. I mean, they're brainwashing out us out of being loving and caring beings. That's they're loving. They're brainwashing us from being away from source. And that's what source is: caring and loving. So it's like, there's, there is so much hope. There's, there's, there's still time. We are talking openly on the internet and all finding each other in real time. And it's happening fast and they can try to shut it down but i don't think they can put the brakes on this anymore the, the train's going right right well it, and that's exactly why they're trying to shut it down because that's, they yeah. they know that they're freaking out they're freaking right out now they're desperate because they know it's now or never for them and they're kind of right. all assets deployed right now throwing out everything they have and, because they know if they don't lock shit down right now they're done yeah and they they are done but i think 
the ones that don't realize that are the ones still active, still like, you know, yeah. kind of flipping out right now. Right. So I, I mean, mean, go ahead. Well, just for me, like I know I've I've seen it when I first went on Penny's show. She showed me some of her guests that have been murdered and mm-hmm. you know other things that happen to these people, and I can see that that's becoming less and less of a problem. People are still being attacked, but I mean, there's got to be people working behind the scenes that are you know pr- protecting some of us I, I can say that for certain i have a friend who's in the in the, in the program so it's I actually kind of woke him up to it and it was pretty mind-blowing for him but like he already knew like he had like this one thing that happened to him where this guy he woke up and this guy was in the corner of his room and he's just like who are you and he's like i work for you and i'm so tired of protecting you and then he just like felt like an overwhelming sensation and just like that he had to sleep he, he just got really tired and fell asleep and it's like dude sounds to me like there's a mercenary group operating outside of time protecting you from groups kidnapping you and using you right. <laughs> like yep you know what i mean so that's clear to me evidence that behind the scenes in these programs there are already people who are winning and so it's 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 really careful. And I want to say this to people out there watching this who are part of this, that like when you go through your memories and you do get these memories back of being heroes or whatever like that, you're really careful of that because a lot of times they are screen memories and you're actually doing evil stuff. Like I had one thing where like I thought I was like saving slaves and then I found out, no, you're trading the slaves. <laughs> like it's like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, like the screen memories will sometimes try to make you think that you're doing good things. So be careful with that. But that being said, I know for a fact that some of our alters are out there doing good things. Right. Like they're, they're trying to stop this stuff. Like they've woken up and it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, we were guinea pigs to them. This was kind of an, an, a really risky experiment, but they wanted power. So they rolled it all out. That's like, well, the guinea pigs, they're awake now, guys. Like, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Like we have yeah. all this power that they tried to harness because we're, we're dangerous right and yeah. it's like well now now we're free agents right we're becoming free agents we have free will it's like so the more of us that wake up take this seriously don't don't put it on the back burner and make put, put it in the back seat of your life like i know you, you have to balance it out because everybody has to live their lives but like it's really important that we all just get on top of the altar integration and that's huge that's going to take a lot of work i mean some people work with shamans and then when you look into that some of the shamans that are out there are i don't trust them and it's really hard but i think one of the biggest things that we need to start doing in this community is like okay i i I can have like a parasite on me right like an 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 etheric parasite on my back sucking my energy giving me anxiety attacks stuff like that i can go to a shaman and get rid of it right well one's just going to come back a week later like why do you think we're taken for these programs we have abilities so what we need to figure out is how to be able to do the work on ourselves for ourselves. That's right. what I Amen. think. Like, you don't have to go to a, a shaman. What we need to do is figure out some sort of guide that helps us able to do it on our own. And it would be really wonderful. We could do classes. We could do Zoom meetings. We could figure it out. It's it's one of those things where we're in such the beginning phases of all of this that it's, it's 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 you know a lot to talk about. But, hey, it's good to actually just start talking about it at least, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, get right. the get that idea, that concept into the collective, into the consciousness. Yeah, 100 100%. Like yeah. Um that's all you can do to get the the ball rolling is just put the thought out there and that's why I'm so thrilled that you guys brought me on the show cuz I know I have a lot of things to say that 
I don't hear other people saying, and I think a lot of them are, are kind of important. And I'm glad that you, I feel privileged and honored that you guys recognize that. Well, I, I mean, I did. As, I mean, soon, as soon as I read your post, I, it resonated. And I was like, this guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> like, same. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't take long listening to an interview, talking to you on the phone to like, yeah, we got to do a show. And this has been incredible. And thank you for yeah. sharing. Thank you, man. Thank you yeah. for sharing what you have. I know it's emotional. And I'm sorry if I made you go back into some dark memories. Um, That's what I'm here for. Right. I'm here to, to tell the truth. Not the censored Preston Nichols, Al Bielik version. The yeah. real truth. Okay. And it's so important. Okay. Hundreds of thousands of kids died at Camp Hero. Okay. There are families that lost their children in national forests who I remember their faces. These people are still looking for their kids. Okay. This is important beyond measure. There should this 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 isn't something that people need to sweep under the rug and look at hypothetically or look at like a voy in a voyeuristic manner where it's it's stories. No, this is real. It happened. Camp Hero was an actual place. There are plenty of videos of the underground bunker portion that people have filmed before they filled it with cement. There's plenty of people who have come forward with weird stories of animals being mind controlled and all sorts of crazy stiff stuff that live on Long Island. The evidence is there. Everybody that says that there is no evidence is letting the false CIA driven narrative, the mind control work. It's like it's so right. obvious like that we're being right. lied to. And everybody out there that's watching this, that's listening and taking me seriously you know, we're all adults and we all can look into this information and all find the truth. And um, that's what I think is important here is like, I'm not telling anybody to believe in anything, but I will tell you that I, what I'm saying is true. I'm being 100% honest. This really did happen. And if you mm -hmm. look into it, you will start finding evidence. Yeah. Amen. And, and doing a Google search and looking at the first few results is not looking into something just to put that out there. Yeah, that's not no, right. absolutely not. That's the controlled. <laughs> yeah, not, you, I mean, you look up. Nope's is not looking into something. Awesome. I mean, it's stuff like you look up Max Spears on YouTube and you just literally can't find him. It's like, uh, OK, yeah, um, that's kind of weird. <laughs> like, right. There's a lot of people who like listening to his stuff. That's obviously by design it's like they shoot themselves in the in the, the foot like i remember remote i can't remember i might be calling it the wrong name but it was like remote viewing institute or something like that um they did a thing where they remote viewed tony's story oh farside and, institute yeah, farside yeah, farside institute and they, they found it accurate <laughs> i thought it was so funny because i watched the, their little preliminary thing and uh, the guy was like, yeah, I was I was looking into these super soldiers and stuff. He's like, I didn't take it seriously. I thought it was a little wild. But then they were all getting their YouTube channels shut down. And he's like, and they weren't saying anything evil or bad, just stuff that was a little hard to believe. And I thought, this is kind of strange. Mm, yeah. Like, yeah, and it's like their own methods of trying to erase this are backfiring. I mean, it's too late. It's very obvious yeah. that yeah. too late for them. They're, they're, they're trying their best. They're trying so hard to keep their grip, but you know, they're losing it. They're losing their grip. And it's, mm -hmm, it's right. only a matter of time. We're going to see a lot of, I mean, you know, when somebody loses control, when an abuser and an abusive relationship loses control, the, the ending of the relationship is always the roughest, hardest part. Okay. So we're going to see a lot of dark stuff still. We're going to see a lot of things that are going to break people's hearts, events that are, are terrible. But it's part of it's part of what needs to you know, it's waking us up. It's like like I said, it's all backfiring. We're trying to like for instance, nine eleven. They did this insane 
that was an occult ritual, right? This big out in the open occult ritual. And everyone's like, yeah. wow, that was a really big out in the open occult ritual, wasn't wasn't mm-hmm. it? It's like, you know what I mean? Everybody gets it. Like, it's just like, it's just so obvious. I mean, sure, yeah. half the people don't. I would say it's half and half at this point. Yeah. Like, half the people are like head in the clouds, but like most people, even right. if they're kind of, lying to themselves they know right like well way more now than right when it happened like hardly anyone was awake to it back then and yeah i mean it's just conspiracy theorists were and that was about it but now it's like like you said now it's like half and half now right through this now false flags are identified instantaneously yeah Uh, yeah and here's something that i want to say before the interview too before i'm glad that you're able to bring this up it's like it's so important that we recognize that because like some of these like okay I remember how at Montauk, we transplanted people throughout time who were programmed to do certain things, and they didn't even know it. They didn't remember Montauk. They're just living normal lives, had families and everything sometimes. Like, And, and then they'd get brought back to base anyway. Like, well, here, you're seeing people who are MK all altered out, doing stuff, right? Like, getting the V2K to tell them to go shoot all these people and stuff like that. Right. And that's, like, that's not that cri- – like, people that's not that science fiction that's not that crazy like read declassified government documents that's right. literally what they were they, it's all there right they, what do, you think people just spend millions of dollars on like uh, uh some sort of military operate psychological operation then just give up on it to congress because congress is like we don't want to give you money for this anymore right like, you know what i mean like it doesn't work that way and it's mm-hmm. like with portals spaceships uh time travel um all of this stuff, uh, it's it's it has military applications. Classified information is a thing. Like I said in that post, it's like this isn't that hard to wrap your mind around when you think about the fact that, like, oh yeah, if somebody has a portal, they can just portal into a bank and just steal money or portal into someone's house and sexually assault them or whatever. It's like this mm-hmm. is stuff where they're like, We gotta keep this under wraps because it's dangerous. Only the military can have this. And it's like just use your brains. It's not that hard. Like, right. well, and- it's 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 very very logical and not that far out there. Bananas, tinfoil hat, insane. If you actually really start looking at it and thinking about it logically, well, and, and keep and and get out of the well. That's the like so many people are under the spell of the program that we're programmed with, and that's what keeps them from what you said. Like just think for yourself and it's all there and it's use your own logic. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to watch someone's video and they're, they're your new uh, Jesus or pastor at a church where there were will that everything they say has to be true. And you got to believe them. No, you can, you can watch people and be like, I don't know. That doesn't resonate with me. Healthy skepticism. skepticism. Yeah. Yeah. Like look into it. Like I, I can tell you at the very least without a doubt and everybody knows it being lied to. There's a lot of stuff that's being hidden from us. And sure, it's not like completely out in the open, but it's also not being hidden very well anymore, guys. Like you can find it. Well, that's how they maintain their power. Keeping secrets makes them feel like they have power. I mean, that works in all areas of life. Like if you hold secrets, you feel powerful because you know something that they don't. And that's part of their illusion of power. And well, it's way harder to control people that know what's going on right. and can protest. Oh yeah, the people that work to... in these programs, the people that get to go home at the end of the day and see their families and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they feel badass. I'm sure they feel like they're privy to this whole thing, and they're on this higher echelon of society. But I, I want to tell any of these people who you know find our interviews and watches, you're not. You're a traitor to humanity. Quit your job. 
<laughs> right. And, and that's right. just it. But and then, and then then you have to bring in the whole blackmail aspect or these people might be blackmailed into working into a program that they don't want to work for. Mm -hmm. And because now their family's threatened or something is at stake. That's a big threaten your whole though. Like we will kill your whole family if you go against and people, then they go like, okay. And and another timeline that's a darker timeline than this one. And yes, I can remember some of the other timelines. Um, I went on James ring show Okay, they threatened me. It was actually in Grafton, Illinois, at one of you at your conference. Okay, in this other timeline. Really, I went. Yes, I went to the show. He actually got me in because he was like, "You can be my camera guy," and like, I talk, I'll talk to them about it. And they'll probably be cool with it. And um, I was like, "Oh, okay." And then like, I basically I do an interview in person with him, and I'm just like, "Yeah, this is all bullshit." I did this for my music. I did this as a marketing stunt. Like da 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 da, because I was getting really popular. And uh, they they came to my house. Men in black were just like they didn't they didn't even make threats. This is, they just said this. They're just like we don't like what you're doing. You need to stop talking. If you stop talking, your life is going to start getting a whole lot better. If you keep talking, your life your wife your your life is about to ho- uh, life is about to get a whole lot worse. Mm-hmm. And the people that you love aren't safe. That's all they told me. They like physically showed up to my house and then they just left. And I was yeah. like, that's enough. I'm done. And I I went on like I went on the show and just did that. And uh and how always, many been, how many people have they done that to that are out there debunking things or yeah. Well like, or just or just working for a, a black budget program. Just working for yeah. And like, like well, people at Area 51 claim. I re- I heard this guy talk. I don't remember who it was, but he claimed that he couldn't remember his day at work. He would get mind wiped every day at the end of the day, but at the every morning he would walk through that machine and the memories would come back, and he knew what he was doing. And he would work all day, come home, you check, you clock out, and you go home. You knew where you worked, but you didn't remember what you were doing. They recently tried to hire me at some sort of weird government operation. I was trying to get a, a better job, more high paying job as a janitor. And they're talking about the security clearance. It's going to take four to six weeks and all this stuff. And I'm just like, this is too weird. Like it was, it was for the company Gulfstream. Like, and okay. Plexus is here in Appleton. Plexus built circuit boards. Right. And I have a friend who is into that. Right. He went to school for it and he went there on a tour and they're like, Hey, we have military contracts. And if you work with us, you're going to make a lot of money. And, uh, you know, you have to sign a non-disclosure agreement and all this stuff. I'm telling you, man, I am 100%, I wouldn't say I'm 100% certain, but I'm putting together like evidence that's right out there, out in the open. I think they're building spaceships around here. And mm-hmm. I think that that would have been one of those jobs where through time travel, I would have been working two jobs, man. That's why I was like, ah, it's, right. I don't care yeah. if it's got more money. I'm not taking this job. Well, like. Right. So those those businesses, those corporations are are a cover a lot of times for uh these whatever, uh spaceport or whatever is going on. It's it, and you could have been it could have been a recruitment attempt. I already got clearances, dude. My right. like my alters and stuff like that, it's like easy to push someone like me through. They find someone like me and they're like, oh, let's hire this guy. Well, like that's but- something that people don't understand is they like people who already have clearances, and I technically have crazy clearances like i remember like there's there's an instance where an individual in this community portaled through like a room of like a high-ranking military general right and he's like 
who are you? Where do you come from? And he's just like, that's classified. <laughs> like, I mean, that's the that's the level that we were on. Like, literally, who we were, they call us ghosts. We don't even exist. So if you're gonna ask us who we are, like literally, it's one of the most hilarious things that we would tell people when they ask us who we were. We just say, that's classified. Like, right. right. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, but that what also like those are recruitment attempts to get you back into the program. Let's just say like one of your alters or something, uh, the program came to an end and that program, oh, yeah. your time is over in that program. Well, now you're essentially on the market again. So situations like that are placed on your path to try and manipulate you into these companies, give you that clearance. So then you can be again, used for another program. And, and what that does is that essentially keeps you suppressed and, and controlled still and you're not going to go on that path you were talking about earlier of connecting the source anymore because now you're being used and you're giving your power away to somebody else again and that is a part of what it is it's like okay the reason why they fracture us is because if we weren't fractured we'd be too powerful and that's why they take us as kids people mm -hmm. that's why because we are helpless as children as adults if they would have left us alone we would have been unfucking stoppable that's why they take us as children that's why they take all of the indigo children, okay? And that's what people need to understand is all, every, if you have a child with abilities, they're not safe. Don't send them to the public school systems, okay? Like no. the private schools aren't safe either. Mm. Homeschool your kids, seriously. I know that's messed up. It's sad. It's really, really sad that that's the point that we've come to as a society. But if you understand that your child is an indigo child, take them out of public school right now. Do whatever you need to because you are willingly giving up your kid every day to be mind control programmed. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. it's true. And there's, we, our last episode, yeah, last we, episode, we just talked about that. And there are people doing the work to change that system and it's going to, it is changing. And I do believe, you know, maybe it's not as like the programs aren't as heavy as they used to be. Maybe there's less of them in operation now. I mean, as we move forward and some of this stuff has, I, I would imagine had to have been shut down and I've, obviously some of it's still taking place, uh, but it all just shifts around. That's all that ever happens is it just shifts around moves. If they blew their cover too much, one place they move to another place, but some places like uh, Montauk, um, there's another one that's uh, uh, in the Pacific Northwest um in washington somewhere but they're energy centers so it's kind of like the middle east there's always groups fighting over these underground facilities that are in these places right now a group of draco currently in hap uh, is from last time i checked i should say it might have changed but last time i checked there's a group of draco that inhabit montauk right now it's not people um they got taken over by a group of draco which actually is run by uh marduk the sumerian god um yeah i he he, uh, I worked in another time bubble in England, and he claimed ownership of my soul. He literally claimed, claimed he owned my soul, and Montauk was actually leasing me from him, and would have to give him resources and make deals with him and do stuff for him in order for me to be able to work for at Project Phoenix. I had to, you know, that they had to make deals to have me for them to out. So yeah, it's it's this it's, it's pretty deep stuff. It's deep and it sounds insane, but it's no more insane than any movie script we've ever seen that depicts exactly this. It's wild too, because yeah. like I remember, I got the memories back of you know Marduk, and he's like an he's an alligator dude. Um, like basically that's what it, that's the best way to describe it, like an alligator person. And I was talking to somebody about it, and they're like, Marduk, 
Like, I didn't know the Sumerian god. I was like, dude, look that up. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, wow. And it all, it all clicked. And like, well, that makes a lot of fucking sense. And according to Penny, this guy owns Earth. He's the guy who owns Earth. So, really? um, yeah, that's what she says. Um, and I mean, he's pretty on the money most of the time. I mean, I trust Penny's information. Um, so, yeah, I know it's, it is pretty uh, insane sounding. I realize, like, I guess it's good that we're ending on that note instead of yeah. starting on it, right? Yeah. right. Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, that's what it comes down to is, is these ET and humans, too, that work outside of time. And they mm-hmm. have the ability to set up entire colonies just for a battle at some point. You know, I've seen that happen where it's just like, oh, well, we lost this battle, but if we set up a human colony here and get them primed and ready to go uh, through time travel, we'll win. They do that stuff. And mm-hmm. like, that's one of the reasons why it's so important for us who actually are super soldiers to wake up and and, and, and integrate our altars is because they have what they call handshakes. That's what they would call them at Montauk. Like, okay, we're going to go on a run and make a handshake. And basically, um, sometimes, uh, you know, nothing happens for decades and sometimes decades are happening in moments. Well, all we had to do is make these certain handshakes to make the timeline go a certain way. And whatever happened in between those handshakes was fodder. And that's why, like, in order to have a leg up on these people, we need to start integrating our altars and start using the time travel, the, our altars that have access to time travel and stuff to actually in real time through actual time travel and stuff right fight against these programs and I, like i i you know it's like you're saying this stuff sounds crazy right like telepathically yeah. talking to your alters integrating them but but it's dissociative not. identity disorder is a psychological it's an, it's on the books man it's a real illness that blew my mind because i started researching it recently and there's there's a woman whose alters uh testified against her predator and won in court so it's like <laughs> there's more there's more hope than people think there is yeah, like and, um, there, there's more facts behind what they did to us than they, than what 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 people think there is. The alters thing doesn't come from this community. It doesn't come from the SSP community. No. It comes from mainstream psychology, and they, you, you can tell these these people used a method in order to break our minds and program certain pieces to do certain things. That's mm-hmm. why my YouTube channel is called Fractal Weapons, is because that's essentially what we were. Main, right. Mainstream recognizes that every person has they estimate about 12 alters just from normal 3d life mainstream really? psychology yes that I'm is surprised they haven't they come across reco- that information yet they recognize alters as being a real thing already and they just they describe it coming from child abuse or even embarrassment would be one of them like certain this and what they this describe as an alter is just a subtle variation in your personality and your behavior but you act in a different way because you're responding to trauma response to a certain situation. Uh, but they recognize that as a reality. There's a, a documentary, Montauk Chronicles. Um, that's, I don't know if, yeah. So there's, I've two, seen it. there's two older gentlemen, like in their nineties that claim to have been working at camp hero on the, on the alter mind fracturing technology. And the guy was explaining how they were creating altars and what they were doing. And he was like, he didn't want to be doing it, but he was like forced to do it. And he and he explained in that documentary, like, this is how we create altars. This is how we were doing it. And it's out there. Like this information is out there and it's real. Yeah. And that's that's just, I mean, I I can't thank you guys enough for having me. I mean, I've wanted to present this information in, in this 
manner. Um, I mean, you guys, you guys always do such a great job, and as usual, you killed it. You got you got me to say all the right things, pack <laughs> a bunch of information, and I, I just can't thank you guys for what you do enough. I mean, you do really great work. Yeah, thank you, thank you, man, thank you so much. And I guess yeah, on that note, I guess on that note, we will wrap it up. Uh, do you want to let people know how to find you, or do you not want to put that information out there? Or your YouTube channel, um, let, remind people of that. Okay, it's it's Fractal Weapons on YouTube, um, and uh, I've got some a few videos up. It's I don't upload that much. Um, some people, you know, you guys do it every week. I don't know how you do it. You put out quality content, you know, it's like, I just do it when I can. Um, but, uh, yeah, I have the fractal weapons YouTube. And then if anybody wants to find me on Facebook, I'm Arkeem Ra Wood. And, uh, if you've got memories, if you think you're at camp hero or even in any other programs, um, uh, if you've got memories of me, I mean, my inbox is open and I'm here for you. We're all in this together. Right. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, man. This has been great. We covered a lot of ground and uh, thank you. Can't thank you enough for coming forward, being brave and talking about this stuff. I know it's emotional, emotional. Um, I know it's traumatizing reliving some of those memories. So uh, we appreciate what you're doing. And uh, yeah. You, thank you for speaking out yeah. about this stuff. It's yeah. A, you know, well, I'm doing this for the, the little guy version of me that wasn't able to defend themselves, you know, like that's what I'm doing this for. And for all the other little guys and girls out there that they can't defend themselves. That's what I'm doing this for. Yep. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen. Uh, well, thank you so much guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, don't forget tickets are on sale for the conference in Grafton, Illinois, May 22nd through the 25th next year it's going to be a lot of fun we're excited about that we know it's a long way out but uh and grab it yeah i see you guys there that's pretty close to me yeah I'm you should about it. Dude, you should absolutely yeah. come yeah we'd love to have you there um and i recommend anybody who's listening to uh, book your life if you do want to come the lodging is limited on site and in town um it'll book up quick so really quick if you want to go uh book your room now or as soon as you can uh because it will sell out uh the lodging sold out last year it filled up People started rooming together, but everybody made it work. There is a campground there. There's Airbnbs. There's a lot of options, but take advantage. If you want to stay on site, I would say take advantage of that early. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, guys. We we truly appreciate all your support. All Thank you for all the donations. We can't do this without you. Thank you, Arkeem. Again, this was amazing. Until next time, guys, have a great evening. <laughs>